Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the 5Ws podcast. In this episode, we are looking at the latest episode of the Book of Boba Fett. My name is Maka, and I'm here with... So let's get started. Who? The star of the series is, as always, Tamura Morrison. What? Episode 3 of the Disney Plus Lucasfilm series, The Book of Boba Fett. Where? <laughs> Set on Tatooine, easily the planet where we have spent the most freaking time in the Star Wars unit. It must be. If, if you sit down and look at all the episodes and all these shows, Tatooine must be the place we've, we are. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Desert <laughs> planet, dune, desert, whatever. Anyway, okay. When? Set directly after the events of the previous episode. Why? <laughs> hey, the purpose of this episode was to annihilate the entire Star Wars franchise forever <laughs> just by showing some colored bikes. <laughs> Star- Star- okay. All right, let's go. We get the political situation in Mos Espa explained to us again. A little bit tedious. It'd be better if they could have another way to deal with this exposition, but whatever. I, I, you know, some Star Wars land fans are a bit on the slow side, as we all know. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I agree. So, so, so let's get the crayons and, 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 and markers out again. <laughs> this is what's happening. Star Wars fans. <laughs> Jesus. Some of them are so stupid. Uh, anyway, okay. It is then asked by watermonger Lothar Peel to punish a gang of cyborgs who are stealing water in Mos Espa. They also want to see if they can find his stapler. <laughs> Peel claims oh, yeah, that did. the citizens of Tatooine do not respect Fett yet. Yep, Stephen Root plays Lothar Peel well. Hopefully more of him in the future. A few of the more intelligent <laughs> Star Wars fans use this to insert Root's character from Office Space, Milton Wadham's into the scene with their memes. Oh, these guys are so clever. Oh, wow. Anyone see my stapler? <laughs> it's not why you're doing it to me. Why are you doing it to me for? I'm going to complain. Then I'm going to burn the place down. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Bob and Fennec head on into Mos Espa to chat to the gang and appraise the situation. Upon seeing that the gang has no work, Fett employs the cyborgs as enforcers and demands that Peel reduce his prices. You don't really need to read my spelling errors. <laughs> yeah, <we just> barely, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, so here we go. Boba Fett, the old man, <laughs> comes to face, comes <laughs> face to face with youth. That's why OOF <laughs> culture, <laughs> a bunch of fairly well-to-do young people with, wait for it. Flashy bikes. <laughs> Vespers. <laughs> uh, space Vespers. To be honest, youth <laughs> culture is something that hasn't really been seen much in the Star Wars universe. Usually we only get military types fucking around and all that sort of thing. Um, for some reason, the appearance of these in inverted commas kids has really set the teeth <sighs> of a lot of Star Wars fans on edge. <laughs> I've got a few theories about it, but we'll look at it later. Oh, and, the, and and if I hadn't mentioned, they have multicolored bikes. 
Oh no, it's the end. (laughs) (laughs) Opening titles, The Streets of Mosespa. Back in his back to tank, Fett recalls travelling away from his Tuscan village, seeking the toll from the pikes on behalf of the Tuscan tribe. Now we get a nice little cameo uh, while Fett's in the foreground. In the background, we get um, mechanic Peli Moto, played by Amy Sedaris, and her three pit droids from The Mandalorian walking yep, in the background. And what can we see between them? We can see all those stormtroopers. Um, stormtroopers. Heads on the pikes as well, which we, pikes, saw, in which we saw in Mando as well. Yeah, Mando. So, yeah, all very Mando. Mos Eisley, yay. When are we, gonna, when are we ever going to get back to fucking Anchorhead? Anyway, uh, yeah, keep going. <laughs> Mos Espa. It's Mos Espa. <laughs> no, Anchorhead is... is said Eisley. <laughs> anyway. After some tense negotiations with the Pikes, Boba returns to the village of his tribe, only to find the tribe destroyed by the Nikto gang on his return. Well, who predicted this? <laughs> <laughs> well, shouldn't laugh and I won't gloat, but yeah, I, I did it exactly as I imagined. <laughs> I, I think it was done quite <laughs> well. So this scene was similar to the one where Luke returns home to find his aunt and uncle killed but all the way back in A New Hope which was a scene George Lucas stole from the 1956 John Wayne movie, The Searchers, where John Wayne returns home to find his family wiped out by Native Americans. Seems we've come full circle, so we've gone from the Indigenous locals wiping out the family to the Indigenous family being wiped out. So just, just a bit ironic there. You ever seen The Searchers? No, but I, I, I saw, um, I think it was like some facts or something from Boba Fett, and, and they sort of brought in, um, that up. Yeah. That's one of the uh, points. Commonly known as an influence on George Lucas. But it wasn't just that, that George Lucas stole from the searches. The movie itself has a very cold and ruthless attitude towards its characters. Like anybody screws around and they usually end up dead, which is definitely reflected in much of the original Star Wars trilogy. Once again, you can bet a lot that the so-called Star Wars fans don't have the faintest idea about this. In a touching tribute, Boba takes the time to create a to create a ceremonial funeral pyre for his dead Tuscan tribe, cremating the weapons of the Tuscan leader, the warrior woman who trained him, and the Tuscan child who liked him. I missed out on just the significance of each one of the weapons as they put it in. Somebody had to point it out to me online, which is fair enough. But yeah, that that was done really well. This whole scene was done really well. Very touching way for Fett to say goodbye to the Tuscans who had saved his life as well as changing him forever. His memories are interrupted when Fett is attacked by Black Coruscant. Fett's Shand and the guards and the cyborgs eventually manage to fight off and capture the Wookiee. Seems he has been sent by the twins to deal with Fett. This bit was okay, but Boba clearly needs to upgrade his palace security. I mean, the Wookiee was just there, you know, dragging him out of the back of the tank. It was like, oh, how did he get in? <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe he, he got in through the grate that um, Fennec cut open in the next episode. I don't know. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> this is the problem when you've seen two in a row, but whatever. Uh, yeah, the Wookiee seemed to get in very easily. Fennec and Fett have a little breakfast feast, but as Fennec observes, Fett seems to be struggling to enjoy the trappings of being the dynamo of a growing crime family. I thought that was a nice little scene. Just, just the way it reflected yeah. that, you know, Boba is kind of sometimes coping, but sometimes not coping with the trappings of um, 
you know, um, you know, being wealthy and being being a lord and all that sort of thing. And and she points it out to him. It's just unwell. Yeah. The twins soon show up and apologize for sending Kirstan, claiming that Mayor Shires has promised Jabba's territory to another syndicate. Can't really tell if the twins are full of shit or not. It'd be nice to have some sort of clue. I get a feeling they are full of shit just because they're fucking bloody huts, but whatever. The twins vow to leave Tatooine and gift a young Rancor to Fett. And just like that, Danny Trejo has joined the Star Wars universe. Cool! <laughs> <laughs> After releasing Coruscantan and resolving to train the Rancor, Fett goes to Mos Espa with Shan and the cyborgs to question Mayor Shires. They find the mayor absent, but chase down his major domo. Okay, this scene was one of the major criticisms of the episode. I can understand that it is difficult to stage a fast chase scene in such a small and crowded township. And it certainly looks nowhere near as good as the train raid scene in the previous episode. But the way some people have carried on about this, this, well, apparently Star Wars and the whole show is it's, it's just ruined forever, man. It's, it's, it's been a disaster. Ah! The mayor's assistant reveals that Shares is working with the Pikes. Later, the Pikes begin arriving in Mos Espa, and Fett decides to prepare for war. Okay, I'll just start going through this stuff and you join in whenever you want. Um, no props. To be honest, after the stunning events we saw in episode two, and I'm pretty sure I said this at the time, I knew it was going to be very difficult to achieve such highlights again with episode three. You know what I mean? Sometimes you, they, sometimes they do something mm. so good. It's like, where are they going to go from here? <laughs> so episode <laughs> two is always going to be a very, very hard act to follow. Not impossible, but it, it had to be different. I really like the scene. Oh, with, I love uh, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, sorry, just because I'm doing yeah. an order. The, the five seat with Chris Sandstand, oh, mate, I was going off. Like, I, I was like going, oh, and I was freaking my cat out. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck's going on? And sort of ran out of the room. <laughs> I, I just really loved it. And and yeah. it just, yeah, the way, you know, he had Bobber's um, gaffy sticks <laughs> stuck to his back. He copped the knife to the to the um, guts from um, yeah. Zipper Girl and <laughs> just... Uh, but it was it was a, a surprising ending to that. I thought he was going to join the game, but uh, he just like off you go, and he ran off into the desert. Yeah, yeah, that that was strange. I've been looking at Black Kurdistan since he started, and I've been trying to think. There's something different about him, and it occurred to me it occurred to me more in the next episode. But I'll talk about it here. Um, mm. Whoever is in that suit, or it's maybe it's the design of the suit. It's got a very different build to the original Chewbacca suit. With, with the original Chewbacca, you could tell that while it was a big hulking Wookiee, it was actually a fairly lanky sort of guy in the outfit. Mm. You know what I mean? He, he wasn't overly muscled yeah. or anything. Black Kurdistan is definitely, looks, has definitely more of that barrel-chested sort of pro-wrestler sort of view. But yeah. he's supposed to be the former gladiator sort of thing. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that explains why he definitely looks much more bulked up and has a different appearance to Chewbacca. Like, like I said, I, initially I was looking at it, it's like, oh, there's something wrong with this Wookiee. But yeah, and now I understand. But now I understand the in-universe explanation. 
and that's fine. And that's that sort of thing. I'm not going to, you know, jump to harsh judgment straight away. I just sometimes need things to be explained to me and I'll wait for things to be explained to me or to figure things out rather than just jumping on the bandwagon. But um, yeah, the, the design is really cool. The fight scene is really good. Just out of the blue like that, just the way, way he woke him up from the back to dream. Yeah, like I, said. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa, but I was like, hang on, security? <laughs> like, I was like, I know, <laughs> I know at this stage, Boba doesn't have a huge amount of people compared to what Jabba used to have, obviously, in that palace. You know, it looked like Jabba had hundreds of people yeah. in but um, yeah, those those Gamorians were sleeping on the job, I think. <laughs> oh, don't start me on the Gamorians. I'll do I'll talk about them next. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I really like the scene with um Treo, Boba, and the Rancor. Um, just yeah. just done really well. Da- Danny's always a great actor. He's always good at playing just the sort of role that put him in there. And of, of course, we all know who got would have got Danny the job. It would have been Robert Rodriguez, who's worked with him numerous yeah. times. So yeah. when we when we promised Machete in space at one point, and as somebody said, well, Machete's in space now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so there True. we go. Um, I'm still not sure if Treo can be trusted, though. I mean, a gift from the huts. Is, is he possibly going to turn on Boba? I, I'm betting he might turn on Boba, but then the Rancor might eat him. That's my, my prediction. So, <laughs> Riding pretty high up with predictions these days. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know. That might be a little bit more of a slow burner, but like I say, just a gift from the huts. I just I just wouldn't trust it. That's um, <laughs> that sort of thing. It was a bit of a shorter episode. Uh, it, it really just got to the point and dealt with what it had to deal with. I, I want to address the online criticism for this episode on social media, which has been extremely, extremely intense. Mm. You had idiots coming out and comparing the show to Power Rangers just because of the coloured mopeds and the like. And I will admit, the colours of the mopeds do exactly match the Power Rangers colours. But I was arguing with one silly bastard and I, I said to him, I was like, have you ever seen the Power Rangers? Do you know what you're talking about? No, never seen the Power It's like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, what, how can you compare it to that when you've never seen what you're comparing it? No. Oh my god, it's it's just I think they're just scared of colors in the Star Wars universe. Well, it's just like, come on, like come I, on, X-Wing pilots wear orange. Like, come on. I know. Well, I, I think I have whinged. I think I did win I have whinged about this in previous podcasts uh, this series. Um they they've they've gotten a little bit away from the um battered George Lucas design aesthetic that he did have for the original trilogy, and everything is a much shiny and new and all that sort of thing especially in Moss Esper and I know we talked about that and you've got your own theories on that which is fine I don't mind mm-hmm. the, and to me that's the only reason where the only way that the the um bikes do stick out a bit is just the fact they do have bright colors and they're well kept and everything but oh god forbid somebody should keep something in order and what about the prequel trilogy exactly. that had shiny shiny yeah. spaceships every freaking where yep and yep. But, like I say I my my theory is that the gang of youth is actually upsetting to some older generation fans and that sort of thing as oh, well. Sure, you know what I mean. Oh, sure, it, it, it's oh yeah. I, I think they're more disgruntled about. Oh, they've got younger people in the show. They've never really done that in Star Wars before. How am I going to react? <laughs> I'm offended. Oh, they're, they're not saying that outrage <laughs> explicitly, but yeah, it's it's a lot of outrage. It's a lot of stupid outrage, and and the criticism of this show. Um, I meant to put it in the notes. I didn't put it in the notes. So we've got people criticising the look of the bikes and now we've got people starting to criticise Tamura because they don't like Tamura in this. 
And through this episode, they also started to criticise Robert Rodriguez. And they've also started to criticise John Favreau as well. And it's like, you guys were kissing their ass when The Mandalorian was on. You know, it's like, oh, The Mandalorian's perfect. Oh, John John Favreau single-handedly saving Star Wars. And now just because something happens that they don't like, just because this series doesn't match up with their... It's not my Star Wars. Yeah, it's not. It's not my Star Wars. It's not my my Boba Fett. It, it, it's you know I'm going from Boba Fett that was established in the EU comics and books. Ah, oh, oh, Jesus Christ! I, I had another guy uh, saying, "Yeah, no Star Wars fan would like this would like this series." And I said, "Well, I'm a Star Wars fan, and I like this series." And then he said, "No true Star Wars fan." Oh, fuck off! Would, would like this series. Which I'll have ah. to send you a link. That, that's an absolute. That's absolute bullshit. Ah. It, it's, there's actually a fallacy called no true Scotsman, and it's exactly that thing where where it's that sort of argument where you say, "Well, I'm a Scotsman. I agree. Well, no true Scotsman." And it's like, "Oh, you just just fuck off with this oh, shit." Fuck you know me. what I mean? Jesus and and I hit him. I hit him with the no no true Scotsman thing, and he shut the fuck up because I had him. <laughs> 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 oh, just heated online debate. Ah. Um, all that sort of thing. Just, just it's maddening just the way people have been carrying on about this. And and, and I suspect it's a lot of people who gave who gave the um, gave the bad batch a pass and just let that through. And though that was a pile of shit, but you know people who mm. enjoyed that sort of thing. So yeah, actually I do have it here. The episode has seen fans turning on Rodriguez, Tamura, Mingna, even Favreau himself for writing it. It's been pretty brutal. Just, just. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't seen whinging like this since Cara Dune was sacked. <laughs> I, I haven't seen I, I haven't seen anybody threatening to get rid of their Disney Plus subscriptions yet, but we can only be so far off. <laughs> and then, then some people saying, "Oh man, maybe the Mandalorian's going to turn up later." And everybody then is like, "Oh, he better. He's going to have. He's going to have to save the series because it's going so bad." Oh, I don't know. We we still. I think we have done a podcast that deals with a lot of online criticism of Star Wars before, but just sometimes when it starts up, it just won't let go. And oh my no. God. Apparently, the appearance of the colored moped signals the end of the Star Wars as a successful franchise itself. It's worth noting that since we are recording this after the release of episode four of the series, and episode four being a lot tougher to criticize, a lot of detractors of the series have shut the <laughs> fuck up on social media again. Probably only temporarily, though. They'll probably wait until the colored bikes appear again, then they'll lose their shit again. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> but 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 that was the thing because a lot of people were critical of episode one. Episode two came along. Nobody criticized that. Everybody shut the fuck up who wanted to criticize, and everybody else was saying, "Wow, that was great." Episode three, everybody criticizes. Episode four, you know, and but I think the show's been consistently good. Oh yeah, you know? I, I I don't I don't seriously I don't see where all these I mean. Uh, obviously there's plebs out there who you know my star wars this is how my star wars is supposed to be why isn't it like my star wars well because it's not your franchise to own dipshit yeah they can do whatever the fuck they want and if you know i'm i'm enjoying every aspect of this show i mean like i said i'm wanting like i wanted after episode three i wanted episode four boom straight away like it's i'm hooked like i i i want yeah they're they're doing a great job yeah and all these plebs who say Oh, color bikes and zippers and <laughs> it's just like oh my god, it's not oh, we all about... about the zipper thing. So, so you found an oh. article where so somebody who was working on on the last Jedi 
got annoyed yeah. because um, they were told when working on um, The Last Jedi that zippers were a no-no in the Star Wars universe, which yeah. I found pretty amazing because it took me three seconds to find um, Luke zipping <laughs> up his flight suit in um, Empire Strikes Back. So I, I don't know where he got that directive about the zippers, but it sounds like somebody really fucked up there but whatever but but you know yeah. I'm, just, I'm just waiting for that to become a broader criticism of the thing and but once again people were offended because it was um biker girl who had the had the zippers on her outfit so um and i think there's just a lot of people just have an axe to grind with biker girl i think that's all it is so because she's a girl that's why she's a girl yeah she's a girl she's not cody she's not she's not a client trooper she's not <laughs> somebody got really like, offended. Uh... somebody got really offended because I hadn't looked at it because it's it's really you know she's got a normal sort of looking hand, then she's got a robot arm behind it, and they're kind of like, how can she have a normal hand and a robot arm? And it's like, well, I do remember Luke having a pretty normal looking hand until it got blasted in Return of the Jedi, so they they can make yeah. uh, I, I don't know, and and they 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 go through more of the um, body modification stuff in the next episode anyway, and and try and explain it as a youth culture sort of thing, but. Once again, there hasn't been too much criticism episode four online yet, but it's just, it's only a matter of time. And um, I'll give plebs this- Plebs be plebs. Yeah. <laughs> and what? Plebs be plebs. Oh, I'll give this episode about uh, 3.5. Good, but not as good as the previous episode, of course. So it's not, I'm not, you know, major, majorly howling it down. And it's just not quite as good as the last one because the last one was fucking light years away. So, <laughs> you know, what about you? I'm probably giving it a four, four and a half. Like I said, I love that fight scene. I just got, I just got, I love Wookiee rage and Wookiee rage going on. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, bring it. And yeah. So I, I, yeah, as I said, I, I wanted the next episode straight away and, and we'll probably go straight into um, our review of episode four after we finish this. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, I think we're just about done with this one. I don't think we've got any other, ma- any other major points you've got. I think I think I'm I think let's just do four. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you in the next podcast. Have a good day. See you in episode four. And oh. zippers. What's zippers? <laughs> what? Hmm? What zippers? Oh, there's a... Oh, that, sorry. Do you want to talk about it now? Or do you want to talk about it later? Talk about it now. I can put it in anywhere. Yeah, it's all okay. good. Uh, people are complaining that this is the first time we've seen zippers in the Star Wars universe. Oh, Jesus Christ. The zippers... Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> no. Like, really, no. people? No, I think Luke zipped his suit up in Empire Strikes Back when he was getting ready to go to his snow speeder. So I don't know what the fuck they're on. Well, actually, yeah, well, let's go there. Keep going. Yeah, talk, talk. Yeah. Oh, just the, 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 I think it's the, or, or, or exposed zippers or something like that. I, 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 like oh I said, I just, God. I can't be fucked with some of this stuff. And what oh. I saw was it's in regards to, um, uh, a character that we'll be introducing later on. Uh, what's her name? Sophie Thatcher as Drash and her, I think her biker jacket had zippers on it. 
And supposedly in the Star Wars universe, zippers aren't aren't seen or something well, like that. Bullshit. Like, wait, <laughs> wait a sec. Wait a second. I'm I'm getting to the bottom of that because I know exactly <laughs> where I'm pretty sure there is a fucking zipper. Where did you see that? Just on a Facebook group or just uh, uh, I was in either on my one of my comic sites. Hang on, let me see if I can. The stupid rules of Star Wars fashion. Oh, no zippers. Yep. yep. I, he just zipped up his suit in Empire Strikes Back. There you go. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I'll find so what do they say again? And... What do they say again? They said no zippers. Well, sorry. This this is this is from 2020, but there's no. It, it just happened this or well, not this past. Well, yeah, but this past week prior to episode four. Yeah. Um. Oh God. I, I, one of the designers, Chris Weston. Um. Last week he tweeted out, and you could hear the scream zips. I was told that it was a strict no-go area when I was working on the Last Jedi. So I think, yeah, designing <laughs> zips in clothing oh, or something oh. um, was a no-no. And uh, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, ah. Uh. Uh, that's, that's, I've that's sent like, you the article. Yeah, I can I see the article there. I'll, I'll have a look at that. I like that. That's that's very meme-worthy. Because like I say, it's, it's the scene in Empire Strikes Back when Luke is suiting up to go to his snowspeeder and he's talking to the medical droid. And he just clearly zips up his entire suit. So I don't know why they said no with The Last Jedi. I don't know what fucking drugs they're smoking or, or whatever shit. But yeah, okay. Well, that's interesting. And, and it says something. <laughs> Hi there and welcome to this episode of the 5Ws Podcast. In this episode, we are looking at the latest episode of the Book of Boba Fett. My name is Maka, and I'm here with... AJ! <laughs> so let's get started. Who? The star, as always, is Tamura Morrison. What? Episode 3 of the Disney Plus Lucasfilm series, The Book of Boba Fett. Where? Set on Tatooine. You know, that place where we spent most of our freaking time in the Star Wars universe and the fucking desert. Whatever. When? Set directly after the events of the previous episode. Why? The purpose of this episode was to annihilate the entire Star Wars franchise forever just by showing us some coloured bikes and zippers. <laughs> so, insert bike ringing noise by Pink Floyd. Oh, my God, the bikes. We'll get to that later. Let, let's, let's, let's begin. 